Uh, your name's Myrtle Agnes Morgan, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, My maiden name is uh, Myrtle Hungate. Mm-hmm. And then Myrtle Terrell. Yes, my first marriage was Myrtle Terrell, and then after my first husband died, I married Edward Morgan in uh, 1985. Um, looking at Marceline's history and past, do you remember? Do you like know where you lived at and what was there and where was the address and all that stuff? Or yes, I lived on. Uh, I was born and raised till I got married on uh, East Booker. It didn't have no street addresses. East Booker in Marceline and Lynn County. And I was born and raised and lived all my life in Marceline, Missouri. Um, the, what's there at your house now where your house is located? Well, the house where I was born still standing in the same spot. It's been remodeled some. It's next to the railroad track, a small house. My mother raised nine children in just a four-roomed house. <laughs> um, do you remember any like the old schools, the ministers and things like that that was familiar in the town while you was growing up? Yes, I uh, went to school at uh, Central, Old Central. It was uh, where the Marceline High School sits now. And uh, I only got through the sixth grade. And that was whenever you got married to... Yes, I got married as a child bride, um, not quite 15 years old. Um, and I raised nine children. I raised six sons and three daughters. Um, do you, when you was baptized at a young age, weren't you? Uh, yes. Uh. Well, it wouldn't have been too young, but it wasn't old. It, 1956, April the 12th. Do you remember who was the Yes, minister? Reverend Yearing was a Christian preacher. And that was still at the same church over here? On? Yes, the first Christian church in Marceline. Let's see. Is there anything that, as a child, you grew up and found exciting and interesting that killed your spare time that you had? Well, we did our work the old-fashioned way. We had no electric appliances. Everything was done manually. We had no uh, electric lights. And the Model T Ford was all the cars they were that I remember. And uh, we did our laundry on the washboard and uh, I have known I have done it before I've carried water for two blocks and heated on a bonfire to wash our clothes and uh, we ironed with old stove irons and we cooked on old cold ranges no matter if the temperature 
in the summertime got up a hundred or over we still had to heat up the old cook stove to do our cooking burn wood or coal in it and I've saw yes many many changes in this town since I was just a little kid and the only thing that children had to play that with then played jacks and we jumped rope and we had roller skates and uh, the girls had doll buggies and the my brothers always made them a slingshot or they walked on stilts homemade stilts that they'd make hmm. that was our toys that'd be pretty sad <laughs> Walk around on stilts. <laughs> Didn't they have Ted did, huh? Didn't the boys have marbles? Yeah, marbles and, and tops. Marbles and tops. That was two other entertainments for small boys. And of course, they'd all go swimming in a country pond. We had no swimming pools. No suits either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's the truth, all that. Huh. And at night when I would get my lessons, it's a wonder I hadn't went blind because we had to get our lessons by old kerosene lamps. Do you, are there any changes in Marceline that happened that you might not have agreed with or, you know, like some of the buildings that went up in place of the older buildings that maybe you treasured as a child or... We're familiar to you, hated to see go. Yes, we had one where, of course, my mother and my older sisters and brothers enjoyed it. We had what they called the uh, place they could go dance on weekends. The opera house was over Cater's Drugstore at that time. And... Uh, the ones that were old enough seemed to really enjoy the dancing. And of course, I was too young, but I did watch on, and I really loved it. I've always loved dancing. Um, do you know where that? What's in that place now? Is it Cater's Drugstore? It's the uh, place of it now, or no? It's uh, it's not Cater's Drugstore anymore. Uh, there's a well. That real estate, home savings and loans, oh, that's okay. there on the corner now. Upper by County Line. Uh, right there by, you know. The County Line. Or the no, not County Line. They're in Main Street. Oh, okay. I know where you're at now. Yeah. Where Jenna Payton works. Yeah. Huh? <coughs> I'm not the home saving and loan. Uh huh. And they had the steps, a great flight of stairs went down the side of that wall back when I was little, a fire escape. And then they had the stairs that went up from off of Main Street to go to the dance place. I know because my family go there and like I say, I was small, but they took me with them. Um, what, 
And my brother, one of them, Grover Hungate, was a top mechanic where the roller rink is now. He worked there for Wayne Couch for 30-some years. Hickory, yeah, Grover Hickory, Hungate. More people probably knew him by Hickory than they did Grover. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything about Marceline that you, I mean, you know, like the past history and things like that, like in the Centennial, where the Terrells and all that stuff came from and things like that, the Hungates, where, how that all came about? Well, the Hungates came from England. I'm a, what would you call it, descendant from, on my father's side. And uh, I don't know about my mom, really. She was born in uh, this country. So your grandpa came from, Eng your dad came from England? Uh-huh, his, well now, it'd probably be his uh, family, his uh -huh. de descendant. He's okay. a descendant of All right. So I don't know, Mama, her mama is Granny Williams and them come from. Hmm. The first I knew, they lived down around Salisbury, down the country. My grandparents on my mother's side. Mm -hmm. But it's been wonderful growing up in Marceline. I have worked in Marceline and I met both of my husbands and married them in Marceline. And I have saw the town change in many ways for the better. We have more things now. What was one of the first changes you've seen? Well, I believe the electric lights, electric lights and the telephones. We didn't have no telephones back when I was a kid and more automobiles, and more buildings. It used to be a booming town of uh, coal miners and Santa Fe workers and uh, railroad men. I can remember when I was small of Three and four coal mines in Marceline. That's the way a lot of the men made their living. Um, since this was a coal mining and a railroad town, how was the how the wars and stuff like that affected, or was it very did the railroad shipments increase, or do you how was your life affected by the wars being here in Marceline? Well, I lived through two depressions. And uh, even though you had the money that you could have bought a few things, you just couldn't get them. You just couldn't get them. 
was, I mean, was there any um, home effects from the wars? I mean, like, no, nah, my dad, my dad, your son was in Nam. Yes. And yes. I just, oh, yes. Yes, I saw six sons go off to service. If it wasn't always at wartime, but one boy, he was there in wartime at Vietnam, Russell Allen Terrell. No, that was in Vietnam. Yeah, Russell was too. Hmm. And, uh. Well, now was in the war. Yeah, I see. Well, I think it just had ended. Kenny would have been in the Korean. No, Italy. Italy? He was stationed in Italy and down in Japan. And Leroy in Korea. And your dad and Russell and Nam. Hmm. And Paul never got out of the States, but he was stationed in Maryland. They put the freeze on married men that had children going across. Nixon did that. And that's why my youngest son didn't go across, but five did. And now I've seen other things, yes, we all have is those rockets and walking on the moon and I don't much approve of that. I think the money that it costs each time they go up, I think it could get our United States out of debt. Yeah. Of course, I don't think you'll get many of the elder people to agree on that, going to the moon and all. Well, what I don't understand, maybe that's it. It's a reason I don't understand it. I don't think it'll ever do ordinary people any good. I don't think we can live up there. And I hate to see the money wasted. I'd call it a waste when there's so many people hungry and all yet down here on earth that needs help. Yeah. It does seem to be a waste of times. Uh-huh. Of course, it's like I said, maybe I'm just not smart enough to understand what it's all about. There's two or three ways of looking at that. God must have made them smart enough to know how to go up there. Yes, I'd say that I've had hard times, I've lived through hard times, but now in my elder life, it's all turned around and I don't have to work hard. And I appreciate the nice changes we have in our homes to make our work, work easier on us. I do appreciate that, because I can't work like I used to. <laughs> You still get up and do it. <laughs> I try. Surprise me how you keep going. Yeah, from what I've been through. But it's just faith. That's that's what I thrive a lot on.
Thanks. I'm just wondering if there's anything else. I'm trying to think too, Tim. Some of the old uh, rest homes, stuff like that, where you and yeah. my mom worked at. I have saw three nice hospitals in my lifetime in Marceline, and now they're all gone. It first started out with the one out on the hill between Marceline and the Mount Off Graveyard. It was up on the hill. And... Uh, when I was a small child of five years old, my brother was accidentally shot, Grover Hungate, and he was a 16-year-old boy, and they took him out there to the hospital. And they pulled him through it, and he lived to be a man of 60 years old before his death. And then they built the St. Francis Hospital in Marceline on Howell Street. And I guess they thought it wasn't big enough or fancy enough and they built the one out north edge of Marceline on number five and it was St. Francis Hospital. And now most all that's out there is old people and uh, it's not called the hospital no more because uh, the Burkefield Hospital bought it out. The Pershing Hospital at Burkefield bought it out and uh, they just have some long-term care patients out there at this one in Marceline. And then we've had lots of good rest homes and we just still do have. We have about four left here in Marceline. I worked 11 years in two different rest homes. I first started out working in one down in the south end of Marceline. It's just across the street from my home. I worked there seven years. And uh, five of us ladies left there and went up to the sisters' home after the St. Francis Hospital built their new uh, hospital out of north of town. Well, they turned in the old hospital to a rest home. I worked there for almost five years, and then I had to get out of working on account of surgery. I had major surgery, and I never did go back into rest homework. That was in 70. I worked about 19 days in 70. That was for my surgery, and then I never did go back out in the public to work after that. Well, you can talk about that. Had, well, one time you had three drug stores here. Yes, we had uh, three drug stores. One was run by Taylor. 
There were Hazen sales. Now that goes back a long time when Taylor ran it because uh, Lomars then bought out Taylor and now Hazen's at this time runs it. And then there was Doc Drennan on the right hand side of the street. He uh, he was a good druggist. He ran his drugstore for years. And then there was Cater's drugstore. That was handed down from about the third generation of Cater's. And uh, we used to have a lot more grocery stores. Had even a company store, they called it. The old timers. And that's where the coal miners done their trading, was at the company store. I remember that. And we had, uh, oh, more garages. I saw the time when we've had about four big major garages in Marceline. Couch and Manic, Wayne Couch and Manic, and, uh, we had a delivery stable. Ern Herbert ran the delivery stable. That was my father's first work that I remember of in Marceline, and he went from that to the coal chutes. He worked as a coal chute foreman then up until his death in 1930. He worked there for about 30 years at the coal chutes. When all the passengers and all the freight trains come through Marceline, they took water and coal. We had a roundhouse and a turntable there at the roundhouse and the coal chutes. We even had our own baseball field. And many of the men that lived in Marceline played ball on that team. Yeah, that was back, way back when I was just a young kid. I remember that. But it was a lovable time because everybody helped his neighbor. Everybody was friendly and they uh, wasn't always looking to be paid for everything. They just jumped in and helped each other. Yeah. Because they wasn't much money. But you know, you can always depend upon yeah. your help. Yeah. I can remember the picture show before it went into that cinnamon or cinema. Cinema. Yeah. You could go to a show and see some of the old, old time, like Gene Autry and Roy Rogers and Pat O'Brien and James Cagney and all them, and you could uh, go see a movie for about a dime for two hours. That's $3 for two hours. <laughs> they used to ship chickens through and those uh, reefer cars, I've seen them ship chickens through, and we used to have big circuses where when I was a youngster, I thought that was a treat to uh, 
Just stand there by the railroad track and watch all the circus performers and their trains uh, go by when they'd leave town. They always did go by freight train. Mm. Yeah, I can remember, and I remember when a lot of those circuses would come to Marceline. We didn't have good paved roads then. And I remember one time they got so marred down in the circus uh, cars that they was uh, wagons. I guess they called them circus wagons. And they got marred down to the hubs and they'd have to take the elephants and let them lift them wheels up, pull them out of the mud. That'd be cool watching off it. Yeah. they get right under there. Boy, and get them wagons up. When they be. Is what you missed, Tim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being born now has its advantages, too. Yes, it does, Tim. It really does. It wouldn't have been bad. I just think I go back farther than she does. Not here, but back in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. he does. I went to two floods there in Indiana. Was that Noah's? <laughs> well, that's the year I was born, 1913. <laughs> we were killing rats in a dump there, and the dam broke, and the water came in behind us, and they said I had a raincoat on, and it was standing straight out back. We was running to get out of, you know, get get home, get across yeah. that, where the water broke through. The wave, I remember waving water up to my knees. Mm. Are you scared? And I'm just wondering what the future generation will see, how many changes will be. I'm not dependent upon too much. Oh, I don't think I'll be sick around, although I don't know. I'd like to live to be a hundred. Yeah, you'll do it. I had an aunt that did it, and my mother almost did it. She was 91, and my aunt was 102 on my mother's side. I just got a little over 13 years to make it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. We have more food nowadays. Bigger variety, I can see that. Whenever you, um, did, whenever you guys had your gardens at home, How'd you guys do that? Just by a hoe or? Yes. That's the only cultivation we had was our hands. We pulled weeds and hoed the, the uh, garden spot. And my mother would can beans and tomatoes and everything that she could stick in a jar. And every winter, every fall, we raised enough meat, pork. They'd butcher two big pi uh, pigs in the fall for us to have all winter because we had no refrigeration. We had to keep it where it was cold. And canned stuff, and that was about it. And we walked everywhere. I think at one time my mother drove a horse and buggy. I can remember nice little riding in that 
when she gather up as many kids it was big enough and take them to the wild berries pick wild gooseberries and blackberries and she'd can them whenever you was growing up you didn't have refrigeration you said but did they have the ice box where you take the big cubes of ice yes, and stick in there? Yes, yes. Uh, now, in my married life, we never at home in my little kid days. But in my married life, I had an old uh, ice box that would hold a 50-pound cake of ice. And the ice man would bring it to the house. And you'd keep a big dish pan down under that because as the ice melted, there was nowhere for it to go. And it'd run all over your floor if you didn't keep something down in there to catch it. Yeah, you didn't remember it, run over the floor. Uh, yes. And that's the way we lived. And we made our own fun, uh, even after I was married, before the a lot of the changes took over. My little children always love for me to tell them bedtime stories or to read a Mother Goose poem to them. And that's, uh, we'd all sit around in the evening. And a lot of times, if I wasn't reading to them, I sang the old-time love songs I'd heard my mother sing to me. And they seemed to enjoy it, and uh, there wasn't nothing else to do. And, of course, uh, I pieced many a quilt. I pieced about ten to my knowledge. And uh, I still got one more this winter I want to make. I enjoy doing that. And cooking's my favorite. I love to cook and I love to sew. And that's just about all that I know that's... I've done some of the work like the old timers way back when I was young and then I've, now that I live more modern and have electric appliances, well, I, I go along with that kind of work. And I'm quite a flower person. I get out in the yard yet at my age and I raise pretty flowers and I love to in fact, I'm just uh, fond of Mother Nature. I love the trees and the birds, and I love mountains. One year I went to the Oregon coast. My son sent me a plane ticket, and I went out there, and I didn't think I'd ever see the Pacific Ocean, but I waited in it, and I brought me back a starfish, and another thing, I didn't think that I'd ever ride on an airplane. But I did, and I enjoyed it. And of course, when you're going to go see members of your 